Uh, you know, Audrey was a guy that uh, you know I played against. You know, all four. Um, well, who win? Who wins three. that battle? Who wins that battle? Well, I would say uh, me and him in the hole, man. I, <laughs> I'm out, I'm gonna I'm take me, man. But I'll, I'll give him a couple. <laughs> yards. I'll get a couple yards though. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Mogul Podcast. My name is Brandon Wimbush, uh, former Notre Dame quarterback, as many of you guys know. Um, we're trying a new style here, but we're here in New York City, where you can say Mogul is headquartered. Mogul is one of the leading name, image, and likeness operations software um, in the country today. Um, we have a special guest on today, someone that I've known for um Man, almost eight, nine years now, which is crazy. A youngin, um, special guest, uh, very respectable parents and family that I love uh, out of New Jersey here. But before we get started and jump into the podcast, I want to make sure we wish everyone a happy holiday season. I know this season can be tough for some, um, but the mogul team is here to support, especially the people that we work with and our athletes. I also want to give a big shout out to one of our brand partners at Mogul, Liquid IV. Uh, they've done some phenomenal things and achieved some phenomenal goals working with our college athletes, hiring over five, hiring over 5,000 of our athletes and accumulating over 10,000 pieces of awesome social content. Um, Liquid IV is one of the best hydration uh, products out on the market today. And I'm, I'm excited to myself be a uh, a liquid IV athlete, even as a former guy who couldn't take advantage of NIL. So if you want to get involved and you want to work with college athlete influencers, please don't hesitate to reach out. But back to our guest, RJ Oben, who has been a standout for Duke, uh, the, Blue Duke the Duke Blue Devils uh, these past four seasons, racking up over 23 starts, 10 sacks, one interception, five caused fumbles, and much more over a five-year uh, career down at Duke. Uh, but now, why I wanted him on this call, obviously, again, we go back. He went to St. Peter's Prep where I graduated. Um, and there's been a pipeline from Jersey City to South Bend. Not sure, who, you know, there's obviously been a lot of success there. But now RJ um, was one of the most touted athletes and talents in the transfer portal and is ending up in South Bend, man. So c congratulations. You committed to coach Marcus Freeman, man. And again, thanks for hopping on and I'm excited to get into this conversation. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How's everything going though, man? How's this been? You, you committed, what day did you commit to coach coach Freeman? Uh, I think I committed last Thursday, last Thursday. Okay. Wednesday Thursday. And then, and then, Am I right in that your Birmingham Bowl for the for Duke against Troy is coming up? Yes, the uh, bowl game is tomorrow. Okay, and are you guys are you playing in that? Like, are you? Uh, in... No, I won't. I won't be playing in the bowl game. Okay. What 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 uh what ultimately went into the decision both for to not play in the bowl game? I know some people like to stay back and and compete in the bowl game or. Um, or just kind of head on and, and get on a plane and, and get to the new destination. But what, what uh, ultimately, you know, enabled you to make that decision and say, no, I'm, I'm just taking this time. Yeah. Well, you know, with the recruiting process, um, you know, how everything was kind of moving crazy and moving fast. And um, obviously, you know, we still had schedule in terms of, you know, being able to working out and stuff like that. Um, obviously, you know, head coach left as well. So, you know, it was, everything was kind of buzzing over here. Um, and I don't know. I, I just feel like, 
uh, you know, I wanted to take the time to, you know, spend spend a much with my family that's down here. Um, and, you know, obviously get, getting all my stuff moved out of here and, you know, to see my family as much as I could before, you know, obviously going to South Bend. And, um, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, I'm definitely supportive of those guys. And, you know, we had a great run, a great season. But, um, you know, I think, you know, it's definitely just, I think it's time for me to, to move forward. And I think yeah. we're going to go to another school, um, I think, um, comes that, you know, we, you know, we have to, the era, you know, the era comes to an end, you know, and I, and I appreciate right. all the times I've had with these guys and, you know, wishing the best of luck tomorrow. Um, but I just felt like it was the best decision for me and my family um, to, to move along this, with this process and to, to give myself as much time um, as I needed to make that transition. Yeah. Would you, I mean, I don't know, I guess you other guy on your team who transferred now going up to South Bend is, is Riley Leonard. He's the quarterback for Duke. And obviously again, myself, I'm, I'm excited to have both you guys get up to South Bend, but is that the same process for you guys? Like, is he kind of stepping away from the program? Is he hanging around? And what's the timing for you then RJ to get up to South Bend? Um, obviously they're playing in a bowl game towards the end of the year, but then when do you get back on campus in early January? Do you, do you have that yet? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think Riley's in a different position. I think he's at the bowl site because he's uh, actually from Alabama. So he's in the area. So he's able okay. to you know, be with the team. Um, but I think, yeah, I'll be, I'll be in South Bend either the 10th or 11th once I figure out this lease, um, you know, okay. but, um, yeah, I'll go home, uh, tomorrow I'll be home until up until like the 10th or 11th of January. Um, and then, then we'll get started getting thrown. Jersey boy. Yeah. I love it, man. I mean, there's so much to talk about with Jersey and the pipeline that, um, you know, some of the stars currently, and then hopefully future stars with guys like Steve Angeli, uh, coming from Jersey, but for you, again, I have so much respect for your parents, so much respect for you, your brother and what you guys have accomplished, uh, smart family, right? I don't think you guys, um, went through the transfer process without giving it a lot of thought. Right. Um, and you know, like you said, the head coach, Mike Elko left, took a new role down at Texas A&M. Um, I think the, the ultimate thing here is everyone's doing what's best for them. Right. RJ. So what went into that decision for you to say, all right, I'm going to take my last year of eligibility and play it in South Bend with Marcus Freeman, um, instead of staying down in, in uh, was it Durham? Yeah. Durham, Carolina. So um, a lot of things went into it for me. Um, you know, I think going into the season, I, I felt like, you know, if I had a, a great season um, and did really well, I can, you know, propel myself to, you know, being a you know, high pick in the draft or, you know, however, um, just maximizing those chances to play at the next level, um, you know, kind of towards the end of the season. Um, you know, the season went well, but I mean, I feel like I could have, I could have done, I could have done more. I feel like, you know, especially with having another year and, um, you know, the way, uh, with the way the transfer portal works now and, you know, being able to go into the program, actually, and being a recent graduate, um, I feel like I can put myself in a position and, you know, find a find the right position and, you know, be on a, a bigger stage in order to come back and, um, you know, really, you know, project myself even higher. But at the same time, you know, um, you know, start on grad school, something that was important for me, um, you know, just, you know, develop myself and have those, you know, slight patches that I feel like I can improve on as a player, you know, obviously. You feel yeah. That. Um, there was a couple of things I could have developed, and I think the last two years were a lot was, you know, developing and trying to adjust with the new staff, um, you know, new coaching staff, a new scheme, new defense. And I think, yeah. you know, it was much of an adjustment, but I think um, really going out there and finding finding the right fit for myself, finding the right fit for my game, uh, I think would just take myself and, and propel me to the next level and, and really put myself in the best position possible to, to, to be the next level. So, I love that, man. Yeah, and you sound so 
mature. I think it's just a St. Peter's prep thing, but it, you know, I obviously understand your parents, your mom's a lawyer, your dad obviously played in the league for a few years. So he, uh, for a long time, not just a few years. So the experience and the understanding around going through this process, I'm sure was a little bit um, better for you. But so it sounds like you put your name in the draft. Um, I don't even know what it's called because I wasn't ever to that point. Right. But you got a grade back. That sounds like it wasn't to your liking. Right. Um, What was that process like? And then I guess what in what areas of your game are you really looking to improve in 2024? Yeah, so that process was like, you know, obviously um, my dad, you know, played in the league and, um, you know, was able to have those connections to talk to a few scouts and kind of see where I was at. And, you know, I feel like I was in a good position, but, um, you know, you know, with the league, unless you feel like you're, you know, guaranteed, you know, guaranteed a good position coming out, um, guaranteed, uh, you know, one of those, that starting contract, um, that, that signing yeah. bonus, um, you know, all those things, you know, play into it. Unless now you can go get more money. Yeah. Now you can go get more money from a collective, right? Who's right, supporting right, a specific right. so, program. So, you know, of course. So having that security, especially coming back for another year, um, you know, feeling like, you know, with the state of, you know, and everything, you know, being able to be uh, financially secure, um, but then also just improving as a football player. So just, you know, having a year to just work on my development, you know, work on things um, and just like, you know, getting better in the run game. So I want to improve on, you know, just being a more of a dominant fourth. You know, I think I've, I've done um, tremendous things in the, in the pass rush, uh, but I think, you know, balancing that out. And I think it's always, you know, an emphasis, a point of emphasis for myself, um, you know, yeah. being a, a more balanced and, you know, consistent player, consistent get off. Um, you know, you know, I think I, I do a good job working my hands, but, you know, just refining those tools as much as I can, you know, having a developed and refined rush plan is something that I've, I started to, to really focus on this year. I think I can really take that to more strides next year. Um, yeah. Year college, so. Yeah. And I, I mean, so the other thing that we have in common, RJ, here is Coach Elko was at Notre Dame when I was there for one year. He's also a Jersey guy. Right. So I know he's a defensive minded guy. And I don't know if that went into your original decision to commit to Duke, but um, speaking to your father, I know you guys are high on Al Golden, right? So, I mean, can you speak to what Mike Elko did for you down in Durham and how that defense, you know, was good for you? And then what you're excited about to go play in Al Golden's defense? Yeah, so well, first I'll say I, when I first came in, um, Elko was only there for two years. Um, okay. For my, Redshirt senior year and uh, does he call the defense though? Sorry to cut you off. Does he call? Is he one calling the defense down there? Or yeah, yeah, he, he um, was. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah, it's his defense, the same defense they had at Texas A and M. So you know, I came in with uh, Coach Cliff and uh, Matt Gray was the original uh, running the defense under him. Um, you know, we had two guys, um, Victor uh, Chris Rumpf and Victor Dimkeji, uh, who both um, you know draft picks at my position at defensive end. You know, I'm learning a lot from those guys and, you know, being explosive and, you know, learning a lot from, you know, Ben Albert, who also has you know, connections to uh, Coach, you know, Al Washington, uh, which was you know, another uh, big decision why I decided to, you know, go to ND. But, you know, starting from then and then, you know, when Elko came in, um, you know, just really just reestablishing the culture, I think, was something that I really appreciated from him. And, you know, having that, you know, continuing that greedy uh, mindset of just, you know, buckling down and defensively and, you know, really strangling these offenses, man. And, I really appreciate that and love that. I don't like to hear it, but I get it. I get it. (laughs) I don't like to hear it, but I get it. I think Coach Golden, you know, does that and and so much more, you know, at the highest level, you know, for him to, you know, have the track record that he has, um, you know, having a top five defense this year, you know, working with, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals and, you know, that Super Bowl championship, uh, Super Bowl run, um, you know, that pedigree and speaks for itself and 
be able to be part of that is something I'm really excited for. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I almost forgot about him in the, in the Bengals in the Super Bowl run, right? So his mind, um, obviously, he has one of the best minds as a defensive coordinator in the game. And so does Marcus Freeman, right? He comes from Cincinnati, has a great background, uh, was leading, you know, Notre Dame's defense. So, um, and then his ability to recruit, right? RJ, I think we saw that uh, this past recruiting cycle where all of the commits in the 2024 class committed and signed right which is like spectacular and unheard of in today's world of of recruiting and transfer portals so what about Marcus Freeman um you know spoke volumes to you and obviously him being you know I'll let you speak to it but I know him being a black head coach and um you know weighed into the decision but anything else that you guys considered there Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing that first jumped out to me about him um, just when he first became the head coach. And obviously, you know, that I had a lot of, uh, you know, t- former teammates from high school that were playing there and seeing, you know, how excited those guys were, how excited the whole unit was um, that he was, you know, going to be the head coach and being promoted from D.C. to head coach. Um, you know, just having a head coach that, you know, the guys want to play for and the guys are passionate about is something that's really important. Um, I think for, first and foremost is something that really stood out to me. And obviously, you know, being able to play for a black head coach, um, you know, I, I spoke to him, you know, about that, you know, about, you know, being a, a black coach at Notre Dame and, uh, you know, the, the insight he was able to give me just in terms of, you know, like being able to still establish the culture, you know, and still establish, yeah. you know, and really break, carry that out and, and bring the guys in that they're able to buy into that. And, you know, regardless of, you know, color or whatever the circumstance may be, um, you know, guys that are, you know, able to come in and really willing to play for each other and, you know, put, you know, Notre Dame forward and, and everything they do. Yeah. I, I want to exemplify that. Yeah, a winning a winning culture at that, right? Of course. Um, have you ever played for like a non-players? Co- I think I'd call Coach Freeman a players coach, right? A players type coach. I don't know what you would, you know, signify uh, it is because because you he comes in and you see the videos of all the guys being like him getting hyped, him doing right. the videos that he did with Audrick Estime, and um, I don't know I, what would you say about that. Have you ever been under a guy who's kind of CEO versus players coach? Uh, yeah, that's that's the most exciting part about it. I don't think I actually have. Um, you know, Cutcliffe, uh, when I first came in, he was, you know, on the, you know, late, the later ends of his career. Um, you know, yeah. he's a kind of an old guy. Elko, you know, he's starting his head coaching career, but, you know, he's an older guy as well. You know, having a young, you know, vibrant coach, you kind of see that more on the, you know, D.C., O.C. side of things, but, or maybe mm. position group, but never, um, never as a head coach, you know, and I think seeing that is going to be very, uh, it's gonna be a great, gonna be a great run. So excited. great vibe, great culture. I love it. And then you spoke about some of the guys that you um, you either played with, played against in high school. Who 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 are some of those guys, and 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 what did they have to tell you about you know the state of the program in South Bend? Oh uh, yeah, so I would say um, you know big guy Audric. Uh, you know Audric was a guy that uh, you know I played against. You know all four. Um, who win? Who wins three. that battle? Who wins that battle? Wow, I would say uh, me and him in the hole, man. I, <laughs> I'm going to take me, man, but I'll, I'll give him a couple yards. He'll get a couple yards, though. Dude, uh, dude I'll, is I'll, like this. this. He's, like <laughs> yeah, this. he's a huge, he's a huge yeah. guy, man. So uh, I would say, you know, him, uh, Howard, you know, another guy that was on that team as well. I oh, so Howard's, people, Howard's St. Joe's as well. I forgot about yeah, that. Howard's also St. Joe's. So I've known Howard since my freshman year. Uh, you know, we, you know, came into high school together, um, came into college together, you know, and I think, you know, he talked a lot to me about, you know, his decision to come back. And I think, you know, um, 
that, you know, just gave me great confidence if he felt like, you know, this place and, you know, this, the, the culture and the people here um, or people at Notre Dame were, you know, people that he wanted to feel like he could further himself and, and get a lot better and, you know, really excel. And I feel like, you know, just trusting him and knowing the guy that, you know, I grew up with and, you know, being able to play alongside of him. And he had a tremendous season this past year was uh, was great as well. Um, I would say uh, Javante, Javante John-Baptiste. Um, you know, he went to Bergen Catholic. He was a year ahead of me uh, coming out. You know, we played the same position. Um, yeah. You know, seeing him go to Ohio State and, you know, the things that he was able to do there and then uh, come to ND and, you know, really transform his game and, you know, the the, tri- the strides he was able to make. And, you know, Coach Watson um, showed me a lot of, you know, the strides they were able to make with him and, you know, the yeah. production that he was able to increase. And um, he was telling me a lot about, you know, he was kind of in the same situation uh, going into his sixth year. Um, you know, telling me about, you know, that transition for him and, and how, you know, it was one of the best decisions he's ever made. So, you know, hearing a lot yeah. from him gave me, gave me that confidence as well. Yeah, I love that. And he spoke about Howard Cross Jr., right? And you're, you and your dad and his father played together in the NFL. Yeah. What yeah. team was it for? Uh, the Chargers? It was the Giants. So now you guys are reunited family-wise. Well, what's that, what's that conversation like? Have you, your, your father's connected again on it? What are they talking about? Yeah, I mean, about? it's crazy. Um, you know, it's funny because there's a picture, you know, growing up, my dad always had a picture in his office of um, him and Howard uh, practicing uh, together, and they took a picture after practice with the Giants and, you know, always seeing yeah. that. Um, and that was like an iconic, you know, image that stayed in my brain and, you know, being able to, you know, generation down, be able to play with him and, you know, such a big stage for such a great university is um, it's unreal. Yeah, I love that. I love that, man. Um, and you speak a lot about, uh your your personal game and development um like what did you always grow up and and i mean even through high school was it always about like technique and fundamentals for you or was it just about i'm a freak athlete i'm six six like like what went into your mindset around around playing this position well it's funny and i would say uh you know you probably find a video on youtube of me when i was little um but i would say my dad was always, you know, emphasis on me, like working the hands, you know, wrist stab club, um, you know, wrist double shoulder, you know, that, that little hand hand fighting. I would yeah. play with my brother in the playground, you know, since I was five. And I actually didn't end up playing football until I was in the seventh grade. But, um, you know, just, you know, that hand usage, you know, became uh, was something that was more national for me. And, and knowing that, you know, that was something that I excelled at, um, using that as much as I could and, and knowing, you know, that was kind of the mentality I used in terms of going against offensive linemen and knowing that, like, okay, well, I know if I'm, I'm technically more, you know, sound in these guys, and obviously, you know, the speed and, and everything is important. But, you know, once you get to a certain level, I think, um, you know, all the guys are fast. And even playing, uh, you know, in a, in a good, you know, the Big North Conference, you know, high school at St. Peter's, you know, you have a lot right. of guys that are, you know, playing at the next level, and you have to have things right. to separate kind of yourself. So I feel like I've always been kind of conditioned to really look at things on a technical side and really feel like, you know, bringing my knowledge to the game is something yeah. I feel like used to my advantage. Um, I'm only – I'm about, you know, 6'4". Uh, like 260, you know, I'm not, you know, some guys are out here 6'5", 6'6", 6'7". Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little little faster, you know, a little, little stronger, a little bigger. So I feel yep. like, you know, just having that thing that, you know, separates myself. And then I also, I feel like, you know, I'm pretty, pretty strong guy, um, you know, pretty heavy bencher. Um, pretty heavy bencher. <laughs> what are you benching? Uh, my bench is probably like 430. Oh, wow. Um, that's, yeah. So. For those who don't know, that's a lot of, that's a lot <laughs> yeah, of weight man. pushing around. It's a, so. it's a lot of weight. Love that. You had a great program down in, down in Jersey City. I know that for sure. <laughs> Pushing you on the bench. RJ, what are your expectations, man, heading into South Bend? Um, I guess I could, you know, wrapping up the, the the conversation here. What are your expectations 
for a school that can obviously only win a national championship? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's crazy, you know, just um, you know having that you know having that stand, you know, a ten win season, uh, and for for as long as I've been in college, is you know is amazing, you know, and you know I think having that high of a standard and saying, okay, well, we had this many wins, but we we could take it to another level, you know, we can be at the top and and truly being at the top of the nation and being playing for a program like that, and I, and I really think with the guys coming back, um, you know, I think I think we have definitely an opportunity to to really compete and make a run for this thing and. You know, I've been talking to Coach Freeman, talking to Coach Golden, talking to Coach Wise, seeing those guys. Yeah. I've all said, you know, like with these guys we got coming back, you know, with the recruit class that we have coming in. Excited. Um, yeah, we're excited, man. We could really make a run for this thing. And, you know, I think for myself, um, I think myself, I see myself improving. Um, hopefully uh, having a 10-sack season, um, you know, that's yeah. always a good event. Um, but, no, just, just improvement. You know, I, I think, you know, when you go to a school like Notre Dame that, that puts – you know, football first that has, you know, such a pedigree, but also, you know, just takes everything seriously, you know, in the NFL, you know, NFL style, you know, getting myself ready. And I think this time next year, I think I'll be even more ready to, to play at the next level. I think I'll be more, you know, fine-tuned in my details and my game and also, you know, just be able to play more freely, play more fastly. Um, and that's that's yeah. something I want to improve on. I think I can do Yeah, that. I love it. And then wrapping up here again, uh, this transfer portal, man, I mean, First off, I want to ask you about Steve Angeli. Don't you think, or, or I guess you got two guys, right? Are you are you friends with Steve? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I, I know I know of him. Uh, okay, Bergen Catholic kid. I don't know if you know, but his older brother was an offensive lineman at St. Peter's, and and Steve was my ball boy when he was like in oh, really? fourth crazy. fourth fifth grade. So crazy small world there, man. But I know you got your guy Riley. What's it? What's about? What is it about him? That's so special, and that again, South Bend should be excited to uh, to get in Riley. Man, I would just say, you know, he's a leader. Um, he was a leader. You know, he puts puts the team first. You know, puts God first. Um, you know, he just embraces he embraces all the guys. You know, he embraces us. Um, you know, and he, he leads us. You know, I think, uh, you know, obviously when he went down uh, this season, I know it was hard. It was hard for a lot of guys. But I think the the biggest testament to him and his character was the fact that you know he's. He was still with the guys every step of the way, and it never felt like his presence, you know, wilted at all. Um, even the, the fact that he wasn't playing, and I think that just speaks a lot to him. And as much you know how much he cares about the guys, um, the guys next time, you know, when a guy, a quarterback, is willing to willing to lay himself on the line, um, you know, obviously it's his crazy running ability, but um, yeah. you know, putting his body on the line, you know, getting hurt, um, you know, in the Notre Dame game, but you know, still coming back and, and trying to keep playing, um, you know, even though a week or two weeks later. Um, no, it just speaks to him, you know, speaks to his perseverance as a person, and I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I brought up Steve is obviously he's a Jersey guy, have long-time connections. I just hope that now Coach Mike Denbrock, who is the offensive coordinator hired as of this episode, um, was also there when I was there um, and was the offensive coordinator for Jaden Daniels, who just won the Heisman Trophy, their first in scoring, first in total offense. So excited about the – offensive side of the ball for, for Notre Dame next year. But I just hope he gives both of those guys a fair chance to win the starting position and yeah, put the best, put the best guy who's going to help the team win. Um, and, uh, but no, man, thank you so much for, for joining the podcast, RJ. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm happy we've been able to reconnect here. Uh, if there's any advice that you'd give to someone, um, going through the transfer portal or even making a decision from high school, right? And with all these additional factors to consider, 
what would it be if you had any piece of advice? I would just say, you know, there's, there's always a, a core list of, um, you know, a checklist, you know, things you got to cross off. And I think don't make the decision for the wrong reasons. You know, don't make the decision. Don't always chase, you know, what, what school has the most money. Don't always, you know, chase, you know, what school has the most, you know, what's going to be the funnest experience or, you know, go there to, to get lit or turn up, you know. But um, and obviously, you know, you, you got to really understand who's being genuine with you and who's really being truthful and the things they're saying and, you know, really go in there and, and, and scope right now. But, you know, when you you can look coach in the eye and really trust that, you know, he's going to put you in a, in a good position when, he's, when you can trust that he can really, you know, develop you or, or not even a coach, but just just the program, just the system. Can you really see yourself being there? Can you see yourself putting on that jersey and can you really see yeah. yourself? You know, being a part of that culture and not only doing it for yourself, but the guys around you is, is it a good environment. You know, is a, a school, is a classroom, you know, is, you got to look at all those things. I think one thing um, I didn't look at it much uh, going on my college decision was, uh, you know, like the different programs that they had in terms of academics. You know, I think that was something that I, I could have looked at more, a little bit more. And obviously I went to a prestigious school like Duke, but, you know, I didn't really know much going in about what, what it was, uh, what it was really going to look like other than the fact that it was mm-hmm. a good school. So you know, I think, you know, considering all those things, um, you know, just it's, it's all important. You know, I think, you know, don't don't ever compromise or feel like you got to compromise um, a part of, you know, the things that you want um, to, to go to, you know, certain schools, especially with the transfer portal and everything now. And I think yeah. the guys, um, you know, are able to, to, you know, look at all their options, you know, and, and I think, you know, what, the way things are now, you know, you, you have you have an opportunity and don't be scared just because the school is, you know, certain however way or, you know, there's not yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Kind of area or let's in the middle of nowhere. You know, if it's, right. if it's the right situation, you know, if it's the right situation for you, um, I would say, you know, just to take that and, and always take advantage of every opportunity. Yeah, definitely be looking out for yourself. I think that's kind of where we're at today. And um, I still think there is value in commitment, but um, with with the mechanisms that we have as athletes in college today to do what's right for us, I think it's important. Um, and, and I think... I think you have a, a, a spectacular advantage of having the support system that you have, man. So, um, you know, obviously I know you're grateful for that. And, uh, but again, thanks so much, RJ Oban, for joining the Mogul podcast. Um, we're excited to support you. Obviously I'll be in South Bend a few times next year with the Mogul squad and um, doing name, image, and likeness things on big levels. So, um, this, you know, you can find this episode on YouTube, all social platforms, all podcast platforms. And if you need to get in touch with us, we're at Mogul on Instagram, at Mogul everywhere else. Um, where can the people find you, man? Uh, my Instagram, RJ underscore Oven. Twitter are the same. Same Twitter is the same. I'm on TikTok as well. You know, RJ Oven. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Love it, bro. Well, thank you so much, man. And uh, God bless. Happy holidays. You as well. Appreciate it.